Hi, everybody. Today on our podcast, we have a special treat. Greg is going to share his five favorite scriptures with us and explain to us why they're important to him. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Greg so now it's your turn on the hot seat oh boy here we go I'm ready I'm ready I know I know you are last last time we talked about my five favorite verses and uh this time it's Greg's turn so I'm I'm excited to hear this because he hasn't shared this with me ahead of time so I don't know what these are gonna be surprise or... surprise is it is it wives be submissive to your husbands is that... <laughs> hmm. I might have let that one off Maybe we should pause and let me rewrite these up. No. Yeah, to be honest, like I said in the previous one, you know, I don't know if these are my favorite verses, but you know, when I was digging through a lot of ones, I, I was like, you know, these mean a lot to me. I'm going to yeah. spend some time on Well, that's on it. kind of what this is about. And, yeah. and I'm curious to hear the backstory because sometimes a verse means something to us because of something that that's specific to us. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that, that I'll, I will probably share as much of that as I, as I can. Okay, cool. Well, what's the first one? All right. So the first one really is, I, I think one of my favorite scriptures, uh, it's Matthew 16, 25. And, um, there's many different versions of the Bible and this version I, I really like. And, uh, it's for whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. And it's mm. Jesus talking, right? Mm. And so it'd be written in red if you have a if you have a Bible with the with red the, red, letter. the red letters of Christ. So I I came across this verse early in my walk with Jesus, and I remember the Spirit of God really just kind of just sharing with me that if I followed Jesus, that He would bring about a beautiful life for myself. And so it's a promise to me that as I continue to seek after him in my life, you know, and this has been 30 years I've been walking with Jesus, yeah, that he will give me a life worth having. Huh. And that any life that I would choose to make for myself would, wouldn't measure up. And huh. I have found that to be very, very true. That's, that's, that's neat. And so, you know, he's, he, he keeps bringing me back, bringing me back to this verse. And every time I, I read through the Gospels and I find it again. I I, I, I sit on it and, on and it. I meditate. Yeah, I camp on it and I meditate on, you know, my life and, and what it's been, you know. And because, uh, you know, I, I I came very broken, you know, when I when I came to Jesus, I was very much broken as a person. And, um, and so he's built me up over the years uh, and taught me a lot of things and he's blessed me with you and with a wonderful family and, and, uh, you know, a career and, and many, many opportunities. And, uh, you know, it, it really is, uh, true when, it, when, when you read the scripture that really all the, the, the good things in life really come from him. And, and yeah. so that this scripture, right, Matthew sixteen twenty five just really reeks of it. You know, I've often said, I would love to have this one on my tombstone. If Jesus doesn't come back, and I uh, and I end up going into the earth. Uh, I would love to have this on my tombstone. Wow, that's a really good one. So, uh, can you give me a something specific? Like it says, it, the second part of it says, "But whoever loses his life for my sake shall find it." What does that mean? I think it's talking about giving it up, right? So, because it's all about will, right? This this the scripture is about your will, 
And so your will is you deciding what you will do. Mm. Right. And, and to be honest, that that's the, in the same vein as faith, right? Because, um, the idea of faith, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people about seeing that, you know, their, their faith walk and that kind of thing. It's talking about bending your will and taking on what God wants, you know, for you. So it's basically sub- submitting submission, to, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to God's will for your life, yeah, as opposed to what you want to do, and 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 it's not a powerless thing, right? It, it is. It's a conscious act of, of submission, and 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 choosing to receive, you know, choosing to not have an opinion about what your life's going to look like. You know, I mean, that's a very yeah. powerless. Yeah, like, it seems powerless, but it's, it's really not because I choose to believe that He's good along yeah, with it, right? That's true. Yeah, and it'd it, be hard to do if you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you could. believe that God's in, that God's mad at you, this verse is gonna be hard. <laughs> yeah, because um, it, you're gonna struggle to to take. You're gonna be struggling with the idea of taking the reins all the time. Well, and it's you know? it's very paradoxical. I mean, there's a lot of the things that Jesus said in the Gospels that that didn't make sense in the natural. Yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I mean, because it says whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake yeah. shall find it. And it, it was a very emotional time in my life, you know, and it really just God got me. You know, he, he led yeah. me this scripture and he goes, and, and and I just had that moment where I'm going, okay, all right, I'm in. I'm so all how, in. How are you able, I mean, because you were probably only how old in the Lord? Maybe, tw- uh, well, a few months, yeah. maybe weeks. So how were how you able to make that leap? Well, I think it comes down, you know, the Holy Spirit comes along and gives, he's always giving me imagery in my mind of what it would look like. And so, um, if you've ever seen like a TV show or movies where they speed everything up, right? And he kind of did that. He kind of showed me what my life would look like in an instant, you know, from beginning to end if I stayed with him, you know, and it's coming true. Wow. That's awesome. It's interesting. That is, that's a very interesting, Mm -hmm. huh? That's cool. So so God, really so God, then it comes down to you believing is that really going to happen is God able to do that am I able to yeah allow it and and God doesn't do that for everybody but He does say it in His Word He does yes so we I do agree. know that He is always true yes so even if you don't get a, a microcosm of your this is your life <laughs> moment like Greg <Yeah>. did <laughs> trust me if if you don't get that He'll give you something else because He's yeah. good right yeah He is and and it's really coming down to are you going to allow it because you know you your free will is very strong, mm-hmm. you know, and God really can't resist your free will very much. He, he doesn't want to, he, he wants cooperation. He wants you to believe him. He, you, he wants you well, to believe he will, that he's good. He will, he right? will let people use their free will and mm-hmm. go to hell. Yeah. Now that's not what he wants. No, anymore. not. He said they would have none perish, but all go yeah, to heaven. Right. But so he, he respects our free will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. And so I think, and because of that, I think it means a lot to him when we submit it to him. Yeah, it does. Well, that, to be honest, love doesn't mean anything without it. Because, you know, if you, if you could force someone to love you, you, you would know in your heart of hearts that it wasn't, it wasn't real. Yeah. It'd be like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so it, why, that's when, uh, when, uh, your, your child gets up and walks over and gives you a hug, you know how much it means. Yeah. Because. They meant it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's what makes it special. It, it's true. All right. Well, that was the first one. Okay. One down. What's the next one? All right. So the next one I have um, 
<laughs> this one's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait. I'm a big fan, a big fan uh, of the epistles, right? So um, this one's out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Right? Oh, okay. Ooh, this one, right? <laughs> it's not so much one that I like as much one that I respect. <laughs> You're like, okay. And I and I think that I think I've seen this one really make a big difference. Mm-hmm. So um it says uh, let un- no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word is good for edica- edification according to the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear, right? And so it's a that that's a lot when you think about it. Yeah. But you know when when you think you know the James talks about the the tongue and that it's a fire and who mm-hmm. can control it and whatever. Yeah. So this scripture kind of dovetails with a lot of what James was talking about, but basically Paul's giving instruction here through uh, the Holy Spirit giving uh, instruction through Paul to to just talk about what's important, you know, regarding what you say, you know. You know, uh, I, I always liked the the way that uh, Sharon phrased it. That uh, for the kids, yeah, I always like. Well, can you, you want to tell them what how you phrase that? I've all the kids have memorized the scripture, but they've memorized like the the Fletcher version, yeah. which is "Let no ugly word come out of your mouth, just good words that help others." Yeah, and it's very concise, <laughs> and I find myself enjoying that version, the Sharon version version so <laughs> no, make them eventually memorize the other but <laughs> when they're little <laughs> edification and, and unwholesome and proceed yeah words th- like there's that, a lot of formal language in there it's very formal <laughs> they don't know what that means but you know like the amplified is a little bit different it says uh do not let unwholesome foul profane worthless vulgar words ever come out of your mouth but only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Mm. And that one's like, you know, it draws it out. You can always count the, the, the amplified to, yeah, to draw it out a little more. But, do. you know, the, the, the main thing is, you know, that words are very powerful. And they affect not only the people around you, but you, but you yourself. And, and so the, for me, that's been a challenge for me. Like I said, I, I didn't choose this verse because it made me feel good. <laughs> I choose this verse because it's, it's one a- that's provided a lot of growth. So you're saying it's not a pat on the back verse? No. <laughs> this is a oops. I'll do oh, better. Yeah. I'll try harder verse, right? <laughs> and and so, you know, the what you say has a, a powerful effect on your circumstances, right? Yeah. And on, on, on your life and what's going on. And I remember when we first started learning about about that, you know, and uh it was it was a tough lesson to to, to consider. That maybe just because I can say something that I shouldn't, yeah, or that I should say something else instead, yeah. you know. Well, it's so it's so natural and so human and so normal to say what you see or feel. Yeah. Yes, and we're encouraged to do so, sure. especially in America. Yes. Right, America. America. <laughs> so, freedom of speech and all that, right? Yeah. So. The, the this verse is very much counter to that. It's a saying, little, "Hey, yeah, a little bit. you've always heard that thing: think before you speak, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's and it's even saying no and engage the values of God, <laughs> but yeah. with what you speak. Well, I, I, this scripture also, I mean, and I don't, and this is probably kind of where you're you're heading with it, but it reminds me of of how not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't, I mean, sometimes we forget, but the but the Father, the Holy Spirit, is with us all the time. And he's hearing everything that's coming out of our mouth, whether we're at a board meeting or we're talking to our children or even if we're talking to ourselves, the Holy Spirit's hearing all that stuff yeah. that we're that we're saying. And and Paul's saying, hey, let's not grieve the Holy Spirit because he wants good things for you. He wants good things for everyone else. 
So don't let those unwholesome words proceed out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, shut the door. <laughs> yeah. And then and then use that speech instead for what Jesus did and what God wants you to do and use it to edify, which means to build up. It's people. amazing that, I mean, in the natural, and that you and I were talking about something like this last night, that in the natural, a lot of these things you think don't matter, yeah. right? You, you just think like, well, they're just words, right? They're just yeah. words, sticks and stones, they're right? Just songs to a, they're just lyrics to a song. Yeah, or whatever. And, and, but what we don't know and we, and we learn as we grow is that words are like little packets of power and intent, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you, you think about, you know, Jesus, uh, and Jesus with, with the, the words that we read that are in red are, are meant to, to, to help us and change mm-hmm. us forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and God, even in the beginning, you know, in Genesis spoke the world into existence. So words are very powerful and they, mm-hmm. and they matter. And so we should learn that the script, the scripture is about learning, uh, that words are, they're like loaded weapons, yeah. you know, Which and, can be used or for tools or evil. Or, yeah. or, or productive tools. Right. And so we should always be very careful, you mm-hmm. know, uh, with them. And, uh, and, and then, you know, the last part about it is that, you know, Jesus always talked about, uh, asking, you know, and, and you think about it, the, the asking of God is all about your, your prayer life and words. You know, he didn't say that those that think. Yeah. <laughs> he says those that ask, right? So anyway, the this scripture just means a lot in that regard. And I've just seen it be a very productive tool. I've also seen it uh, be able to address a lot of problems. You know, Sharon and I do a lot of counseling with people and stuff like that. And inevitably, if, uh, if, uh, if a person's having a lot of trouble, what they say really matters. A lot, and we, it's either helping them or it's really hurting them, either in their professional life or, or their marriage or whatever. Uh, and so we we've just seen the the idea that this verse, which by the way is is not a rebuke, it's instruction, and it's saying, hey, don't do this, do this instead, right? And 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 it'll go better with you. And I, I just think that that's a great verse. I've seen I've seen uh, you really grow in that too, over the years. I mean, we've been married for almost thirty years. And um, I've really seen you take that to heart, not just the not letting the wholesome, the unwholesome words proceed out of your mouth. So stopping saying something bad, but you, you've also are working toward and worked hard toward replacing that mm. and, and, and saying good things. Well, glory to God. Cause uh, you know, I, I struggled for a long time. And you know, granted <laughs> I grew up in the South too, where, you know, being quick witted and, and saying, sure. you know, saying, you know, fancy stuff and whatever and, and analogies and whatever is a skill. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a developed skill. So, um, but, that, I, but I love that it says that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little present. It's a, it's a little present. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. You're giving someone a present with your words yeah. and people. And that makes such a difference. And imagine if you really gave that some thought as you were speaking there when I want to make sure that I bless them with my words. Yeah. It, it, and that'll change the way you think. It'll ha- it'd have to, yeah. Because you, you would have to sit there and really contemplate what you were doing, and as you did it, you wouldn't just yeah. You wouldn't just rattle things off. You would you would really give it, it some care. It, w- it stops being about what you know mm-hmm. and about more about what I can do to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think at that point you're becoming a partner with the Holy Spirit and blessing that person. And I I mean I just think that's a that's fascinating and amazing that God lets us do that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Awesome. Well, that was number, numbers number two. Yeah, that was yep. number two. Number so, two, wow. So, oh, we're, we're 
digging into to, to, to Psalms here for number three. Oh, yeah. So the number three, uh, Psalm 8411. And uh, this one's got an interesting backstory. So Sharon was talking about a backstory, but it says, For the Lord is the Lord God is sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So this scripture uh, came to us in a, in a very interesting season in our lives. We were, we, were, we were young. I'd say we'd been married maybe three years. And we had decided to, uh, we, we decided we needed a change of scenery. And we were going to move from St. Louis down to Dallas. Or at least we decided we wanted to, we wanted to leave. We needed to go off and see what God would do in our lives and, and try to do something amazing and, and do some stuff and learn and whatever. And I remember stumbling on this scripture and I just remember it kind of just leapt off the page at me. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit trying to give me something to hold on to because I was a young man. I didn't, a baby Christian. I was a baby Christian. Christian. We had like a brand new baby, our firstborn, Joshua. And, you know, and I'm sitting here talking about quitting my job. And, you know, I think we had like 1200 bucks in the bank account. And, yeah, we had a garage sale. Yeah, we had a garage sale. And that got us $1,200. <laughs> and we used that Otherwise. to move all the way down to Texas and start a new life with no, nothing, nothing. with zero. Yeah. Right. And uh, Sharon's folks were uh, gracious enough to, to hold us, uh, let us stay in their house for about six weeks. And uh, while I look, I look for a job. But prior to that, again, I found this scripture, and before we ever left to go to Texas, I found this scripture, and I just, for some reason, I latched onto it. I just, I just latched. I knew it was something the Lord wanted for me, even though I didn't know anything about any of that at the time. Um, I just remember thinking, well, it's in there. I should be able to believe it. And that was kind of the dialogue that I had. I go, if it's in there, it's for me, right? And so um, I just latched onto that and said, God, you know, I just kind of. I didn't even pray. I just, I, in my spirit, I latched onto it like it was mine and nobody was going to take it away from me. I know, I know, I know. You you quoted it to me one time and I was like, that's not in there. You're like, yeah, yeah, it is. Again, we were very, we were only, we were only been married to it like three years and we had not really gotten into the faith message very much. No, and, no, uh, no. you know, and so it was kind of one of the first times where, where this is started, you're starting to see a, a trend. And to be honest, that, that time that we spent in Dallas was full of learning how the promises of God work in the word right, and praying and right. trusting the Lord and that kind of thing. Cause we had great need, right? We did. So, and I, and I, that piggybacks know. off of what I, what I felt like the Lord was reminding me is that sometimes we go through those hard seasons because there's some lessons that he wants us to learn that we can't learn any other way. Yeah. I mean, when, when life's good and easy, you, you don't learn much. <laughs> Wait, but when well, but when you're but when you're struggling, things. you're like, hey, I'm willing to learn. Yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to absorb. Things. Yeah, it's just different things. I don't want to discount when we're blessed because I like being blessed. I do. I do. <laughs> I, w- I would just say that that I'll just say that God takes advantage of those opportunities to teach us. That's true. And there are some things that, especially if we're having a hard time sitting still before the Lord, and and we're not getting the lessons that He wants us to learn. Sometimes He'll let us go through a lean season. So to make us a little bit more quiet, a little bit more willing to read those scriptures and hang on to those mm-hmm. because that's where we're going to find our growth. That's where we're going to find the truth. And sometimes it has to get a little hard for us to, to hang on to those. Yeah. So I want to encourage you, if you're going through a hard season, that doesn't mean God's left you. That means he's closer to you than ever. You know, he really wants you to to take some time with him and spend it with him. You know, during the wilderness seasons, that's when you have that alone time with God that yeah. you just can't, you just can't compare to any other season. It's just, 
a, a time of deep growth, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the lessons that we learned during that season of, of digging and, and plowing and, and, and work, we are still reaping from. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a lot of ways we are very much, you know, and it just seems like yesterday, but it was a long time ago. I know, it was like 20 years ago, yeah. 20 something years ago. It's crazy. All right. Do you feel like, uh, you're ready to do the next one? Let's see. It's, uh. So that was that was number one, two, three. So we've got four now. And now, right. wait a minute. You gave me so much grief last time because one of my verses was more than one. That might be accurate. <laughs> so I just want to mention. I just needed all these uh, because I'm, it's really only for the last one. <laughs> okay, so I gave Sharon us- trouble for because we were talking about favorite verse, and then hers was two verses and i and, and just i how, gave her a little many, trouble so how many again i'm from the south that's what we do <laughs> so, so how many verses is i don't know i don't see any numbers i i, <laughs> I took all the numbers off i see that <laughs> <laughs> it's just one it's one really big one it's like a it's like a reuben it's like a scripture it's a reuben scripture it's a scripture it's really loaf. big it's scripture loaf <laughs> that's awesome all right no so i i it, it's really it's it's five verses uh, it's Matthew eight five through ten, but there's it's really only about the last one. But you have to give the whole thing in order to understand it. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I'll okay. Let that go. All right. Okay. So let me read this. Right. It says, and when and and when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, "Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented." Jesus said to him, "I will come and heal him." But the centurion said, "Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word." And my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go. And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. And to my slave, do this. And he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly I say to you, I have, found, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. Right. So that was a long one, but it was really that last part. So you think about it. Jesus marveled. That, but that's impressive. Again, verbs always <laughs> important in Scripture. Jesus, cre- you know, cre- who helped create. Remember the world. It, the Bible says that it was all created by Him and for Him. <laughs> the guy who created everything marveled. That's that's impressive. It is, and it, it doesn't say that it was a religious figure no. that impressed him either. There's only two people mentioned in the New Testament. That, that that impressed Jesus by their faith. And neither one of them were religious leaders. Yeah. So here it is. It, it, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, I have not found such a great faith with anyone in Israel. And what a compliment. What what a thing to say. And, you know, and I think the reason that I have that down there is because I want that, right? Now, in my mind, I go, well, who do you think you are, right? You know, but <laughs> the... I, You're a gentile. You, well, this way, you know, I can still want it, yeah. right? And yeah. and so it's a it's a for me it's a a thing that motivates me, right? Yeah. It, it motivates That's me cool. because you know I, I, what I see the centurion do is be real. He's being real with Jesus. He, he's he's giving Jesus his place, right? But he's also being real about himself. He's being humble. He's he's asking for what he wants. And 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 he's giving God the freedom to do it his way, and and I just think that it, it's an amazing 
thing to do, right? And and I just think that that's the life, right? That's 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 the way we approach Jesus, right? And and look at the response that he got, right? I mean, if you go off, you keep reading it. it, it he, by the time he got home, the 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 servant was healed, right? So it was just like that. That's that's really a powerful way to live, you know. And and I look at it as a non-religious way of interacting with Jesus. It, it really just had to do with relationship, and and keeping yourself in proper place, right? Keeping yourself from getting in a weird place. And you know, and and I for those you know, I I was I was a full grown man when I got saved, and so I didn't grow up, even though I was you know raised in the church, but I, I wasn't really you know doing anything with it. But so there was a lot of time for me to grow as a person, right? And then when I got saved, and so there has been a lot of things that I've had to let go of, and and so and to receive from Jesus on. No, no, let's not do it that way. Let's do it this way, right? And to be transformed, right? And and so this scripture just kind of encourages me to do that, to to come to Jesus and ask and 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 believe that He will. And 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 to receive it, you know, and I, I for me that's just very encouraging. And then obviously, you know, a pat on the back would be nice, right? <laughs> great faith, right? That would be great, you know. So So what do you think was so special about the centurion that he that he saw something in Christ that like we said, the religious leaders or even the disciples didn't see? Well, I think if you if you think about what a centurion was, he was a leader of a of of of, an, of a battalion group, and so you know obviously a life of great discipline and hardship and um and but he also had to understand authority, right? And so I think he understood the concepts of authority at a deep level, and then he saw I believe that he he recognized that the the authority of that that Jesus walked in. You know, mm-hmm. and that so it was like a, a meeting of the of the. Oh minds. yeah, it was yeah, it was kind very much a, like two generals meeting, you know, yeah. kind of a thing, and you know, one general of, of a human army and the other one of a spiritual <laughs> of the world of the you know <laughs> of the universe, right? Yeah, and you notice that I mean, here it is. This guy was for a centurion. He was probably wealthy. Mm-hmm. He he probably had servants. He probably he did because one of them was here. But I'm talking about he had great wealth. He had great power. He had great influence. He had he had all his needs met. You know, and so he he lived a privileged life. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, he but he 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 instantly became like almost nobody. According, you know, he was like, I'm not even worthy. You know, he used the word worthy. So worthy is a value system word. It's a it's a word that you use when you're judging yourself. And so he he had judged himself, and he had came up wanting, and he came to Jesus and said, I'm not worthy, but I still ask. And man, is that a great lesson in life? Because we have a tendency to beat ourselves up. I know I do. I struggle when, if I make a mistake, I'll, I'll, I have a tendency, it's a bad habit when, when, in, in a lot of ways to, to beat myself up over it. It's one thing to learn from your mistakes. It's another thing to beat yourself up over it, you know, yeah. and we, we At write, some point it becomes not instructive, but destructive. Yeah. And it's, you know, and to be honest, we write about the, we write about this in, in powerful peace that it's, it's actually an open door for the enemy. Uh, into your life, so there, there's a time where you have to you have to really listen to God. Okay, that's enough. All right, and you need to turn Don't that off. Fetch. Yeah, and you need to receive. Yes, <laughs> go listen to the previous episode. We talked about that one, and you have to receive the, receive the grace of God. You know, and and the centurion received, and Jesus 
you know, he saw that this this guy had had he he got it. He 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 he's the guy saw Jesus for who he was, and he he was in the proper uh, countenance, right? He That's was humble. The, yeah, he was humble, and uh, and he he had himself in the proper perspective mentally, and um, you know, he he just wanted Jesus. He wanted Jesus. He wanted God to 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 heal. You know, he didn't ask for riches or power. He asked for his servant to be healed. And, you know, that shows value system change. And, and so, you know, there, there's a lot there that God could latch onto and really love. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's good. A really, that's a deep, uh, it is a deep scripture. It is. There's a lot there. Yeah. So well, that's cool. Well, I know you'll get that testimony. Oh, I absolutely. Believe, I believe that. I get it. All right. So All right, last, last one. one, make it a goodie. Make it a good one. All <laughs> right. So we're back to the epistles again. Oh boy. Paul. Yeah. Paul. Good old Paul. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That's what it says there. And to me, I've gotten a lot out of this scripture, even recently, you know, and I've been walking with Jesus for 30 years. And um, as I've studied more about the grace of God, and uh, but then also faith, because I've studied both topics, it, this one really is important because it, it, it really encapsulates the, the Christian experience for me because it, it says again, by, for by grace, God's favor, his, his provision, you know, what Jesus did on the cross, uh, you have been saved through faith. And faith would be our ability, our, our choosing to believe and receive. And not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. And so... There's there's a lot there, and and I, for me, I just find I find myself that that this this scripture just keeps coming to mind as I as I live, and as I go through things, and and it's it's always God provides, we receive, and we receive because God provides. <laughs> yeah, you know, and even what we I mean, this says too. It says, um, "For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that faith not of yourselves." Yeah. So even what our part. God gives us. Yeah, because he says he gives us a measure of faith <laughs> right. to receive. That's the gift of God. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have to bend our will. Absolutely. Sure. Our faith is us bending our will. Or choosing to use yeah. that to do it what is. God wants. And I know that some people take that and they take it even a little further going, well, you know, your ability to receive is God's gift. So really God did everything. Yeah, I don't go that 100% of the way because... Well, free will. Yeah, you have to have free will or else that doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. It then, but, it, but the way I look at it, it's kind of like... When we go to church, many times, if there's an offering plate coming by every time that I can think of, we give the kids money to uh, to give to the Lord. Yeah. But we it's our money. It's our money. We could have <laughs> done it. But we give it to them to give them the credit yeah. in, in the spirit. Tra- to train them. To and, train them mm-hmm. what to do, you know, to, to, to teach them what to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so, it, but it's the same thing. Cause it is. Because what, <laughs> whenever, whenever we receive that, that faith and or whenever we, we, we see that grace and we, we reach out even, even what we have to reach out with is from the Lord. Yeah. So, I mean the, 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 in this word it says for by grace, grace, again, it's, it's God's provision. Right. And I always use the analogy when I'm teaching is that you go over to a water faucet, right. And the water's running under the faucet. Well, that's grace. The, the water coming out of the faucet is grace. You picking up a glass and putting it underneath the water and then drinking it is faith. Yeah, receiving it for yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the water was already there. Mm-hmm. You did, and you didn't make the water. You didn't make the water. You didn't start the water. Nope. It's just flowing. God's grace is always flowing. And he's always going, hey, come get some water. Yeah, there's, you, you're, you're thirsty. You need a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't die. Yeah. And, 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 and that paradigm is always going on in every area of our lives. Whether we realize it or not, he is always wanting to provide for us in every situation. He's wanting us to receive it from him and then giving him the glory for it, you know? Yeah. And that's, it doesn't matter what it is, your job, your marriage, your children, your health, your finances, you know, your, 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 the things that bother you, the things that, the things that haunt you, you know, he wants to be a part of it all. You know, I think that's a theme for both this episode and the previous episode is God wants to be a part of your life. Yeah. And he paid a happy price to do it. He so. did. And you know what? And he was happy to do it. Yeah. He was. And, and he wants you to receive it by faith. He wants yeah. you to, he wants you to receive it. He wants you to enjoy it. He wants to come into your life. He wants to run in and flood your life with his presence and, uh, and, and, and to show you his awesomeness and to show you how good he is and that he, and he wants to reward you when you seek him. And, and so that's the, that's the life, right? That's the, yeah. That it, it encompass it really encapsulates the whole thing. And uh, for me that's just one of those those kinds of mountaintop verses where it just says, Here's what it's all about. Yeah. And that's why I made it my that's list. Good. That's good. I I love that because also I love what you're talking about that it's supposed to be in every area of your life because I think sometimes as believers we think, Okay, I've got my quote unquote fire insurance. I'm I, I, I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to heaven. I'm not gonna die and go to hell so that's the end but that's the beginning you know he wants that same faith that same exercise of of being saved by grace through faith in every area of our life like you're talking about yeah you know which isn't supposed to be work because god gives us the faith and it's just more of a relationship finding out more about who who he is what he wants for us and then receiving that by yeah faith. The, the empowerment of the holy spirit yeah the empowerment i mean that's of the holy a gift spirit. that's yeah. his grace yeah it is yeah and 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 cooperating with him, reading his word. His word is absolutely his grace. Yeah, you know, and so uh, we we really appreciate um, his word. I know that's a that's a, a cornerstone in Sharon and I's relationship, and so we you know we prioritize it. In fact, we've had many a stern conversation about it. I know that, <laughs> and and it, whereas because you know life comes on, life comes at you, and and you're like, well, what do we do? Well, what does the word say? Right? Yeah. And so that's, there's that's pretty much our first answer as yeah. well. I can't well, I, that or we pray. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I can honestly say after 30 years that I've, you know, there's too many people out there that say, well, you know, the Bible's inconsistent or this or that or whatever. I have never ever seen anything contradict anything else. Right. It and so, yeah, I mean, and, and it, so, and what's usually is when those people that say that are pretty darn ignorant and don't even know Jesus. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're at a disadvantage, yeah. uh, in order for them to critique the word. Yeah. So, you know, but I encourage you to get in the word. I encourage you to find your favorite verses and, yeah. and let us know what they are. Yeah, you know, I'd love to hear that. yeah, reach out to us on social media and, uh, you know, please share our, our podcast with people around you and, because uh, you know you never know when you're going to help someone who's uh, in a in a really rocky place and yeah. and uh, you know uh, the Bible says that. 
that uh, we defeat the enemy by the word of our testimony. And as Sharon and I are giving our testimonies here, that can run into someone's life and, and shine a bright light and bleach out uh, what the enemy's doing. And so, uh, you know, you just never know how it's going to affect someone. And so, and we encourage you to share your testimony with other people. And we want to know it. Send us your testimonies. We want to hear it. Uh, you'll encourage us. And, and we just want to know what God's doing in the world. I wanted to thank you for spending your time with us. Yeah. It means a lot to us. And we don't take that for granted. So uh, we just want to pray with you or pray for you. So send us a line and let us know what we can mention to the Lord about. Amen. Amen. That would be great. All right. Well, I'm Greg. I'm Sharon. And this, yeah, this is Sharon. And we know you can have God's best for your life. And we're here to help.